Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. When there's too much take Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, artistathletebox.com or theabstractathlete.com as we just kicked off our seasonal subscription boxes so make sure to start your subscription today also check out our website or beginagaintoys.com for our percy king collaborative stacked puzzle art kits remember to listen to the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors podcast and the abstract veterans podcast and remember if you have any questions or comments please send it to info at the exceptional podcast today as i get to speak with artist athlete creative and united states naval veteran whitney elizabeth motes make sure to follow whitney on instagram at whitney elizabeth motes and if you happen to live in richmond virginia she will be having an exhibition at Capitol on July 22nd. All sales proceeds go to the charity Punks for President Presents, which is a kickoff event for Christmas in July. Let's welcome Whitney Elizabeth Motes. Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Hey, yeah, yeah. I thought this is my first time ever uh, doing a, a Zoom thing, so oh, you know, bear bear bear, bear with me. You know, I'm 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 old, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'm older than <laughs> but, but, but you. <laughs> do you have video? Not, not by much. Do not, you have, not by much. All this. All, do, you, uh? <laughs> do you have video on there? As do you know? Uh. Oh, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't confuse me too much. Okay, um, that's no? fine. Okay, that's cool. We'll leave it. We'll, I'll figure out, you can send me an image. I just usually do some promo stuff. Um, and, and, uh, we'll just use an image at later. So, and, and I do stuff. actually have uh pictures, uh, pictures of my dad actually from when he, um, uh, from when he grew up in the monastery, uh, at 14, cause oh, you know, wow. he didn't actually go or play any sports uh, until he was 14 years old. He grew up in a Benedictine That's monastery. And, um, yeah, by the way, I'm recording raised... already, so we're jumping in. <laughs> so, we're, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, why, why, why not? Yeah. I mean, you know, four feet, four feet in. Yeah, no, and I, like I, you know, just to give context of the start of this conversation, we met in a kind of a hysterical way. Um, I, yes. you, you and your friend were in Kroger, and he was wearing uh, a helmet shirt which is a band that we all like and i started talking to you and then like you and i started talking and realized that you're a veteran um you're an artist so you yeah. do all these things that we kind of talk about um at mm -hmm. the abstract athlete and then you also dropped like you were just talking about your dad that he was the first this is correct the first player at the university of richmond to get drafted into the nba is that correct Correct. Uh, 1967. Um, he was, a, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Johnny, uh, motorman moats. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, recorded, uh, to be have to have like one of the best jump shots and reverse jump shots. And actually Pat Conroy, um, you know, the uh, author of the Prince of Tides, yep. um, wrote a book called my losing season, um, which is actually about playing basketball against my father. Wow. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal book. Um, it's called, and I it's do called have the, movie, the moving season. Uh, my losing. Oh, season. my losing. See, okay. 
my losing season. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting to me because like you kind of touch all of these points, like in, in what we kind of talk about, you know, like, obviously, like, did you grow up in a, like an athletic, I mean, obviously your father's athletic. I mean, did you grow up like being an athlete as an athlete uh yeah i mean i was i was surrounded by you know uh so you know uh my dad played on so in benedictine which you know my dad didn't play a single sport until he was 14 years old when the family was reunited um so my going a little further back um his dad my grandfather uh was a civilian uh military inventor uh in world war ii wow and, um, you know, a lot of those guys coming back to Richmond and being a Catholic family, my family was very, very involved with the Diocese of Richmond. Uh-huh. Um, and they still are, you know. Um, and, of course, uh, every single male in my family goes to Benedictine. You know, so we, we go back generations of, of you know, being a, a male Benedictine. Um, and for uh, you those know. of you that are out of town, Benedictine's like a huge military, a male military school in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, and, yeah. and it's, and it's you know, um, religious based as well. They actually do have a monastery attached to it. Yep. And Father Adrian um, is actually uh, one of the head monks over there. He was head of the Diocese of Richmond. Um, and he did my father's... Um, you know, celebration of life actually, you know, rolled up in his scooter, you know, um, at Benedictine, um, to head up his celebration, uh, his public celebration, which is, uh, done at the new campus. Um, his, you know, and it, it was amazing. It was huge. Um, and, you know, he's still remembered. I mean, there's always something written about him a couple times every year since passing four years ago. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and usually, I mean, it's, it's about like other, you know, public sports figures, other, you know, public basketball players who say, oh, you know, Johnny Moats. Yeah. He was one of my favorite basketball players. <laughs> He's in the hall of fame. Yeah. Uh, you know, that has, um, to be, that has to be like pretty cool for you to like have those kind of people talking about your father in such a, in such a really cool way. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, they, cause what? you know, when, when people do die, like not that they're remember, not that they're forgotten, like obviously family members, but like, you know, like people just disappear, like, and that's, but it's, so it has to be kind of, I don't want to say rewarding, but for lack of a better way to say it, it has to be kind of cool for you to like have that your father's kind of legacy still exists. It, it does. And I really wish that people would remember, you know, the, honestly, the harder work, of the legacy of these basketball players that played, you know, prior to the rules changing, you know, back then there were no three point shots, yeah. you know, uh, there were no freshman players. They only could play for three years. Yeah. And when, you know, I think about these guys that are still, you know, being recognized, you know, for their point statuses and everything. And yeah, I mean, there's all these newer players now that are of course hitting this hall of fame. Um, I wish it could be made more fair. Yep. In a way, like there, there's a way to, to regulate this because these guys, you know, that are now, and I hate to say it, slowly going away from existence, yep. especially in, you know, in the college board from, you know, before 1970, you know, these guys didn't have all of the nice shoes, yep. <laughs> all the training, access, you know, I mean, my, my dad, before he had both of his knees replaced, he actually had 13 operations between both of his knees. Oh, jeez. 
And he played, he was actually playing with um, Dr. Uh, Fred McGlynn, uh, who's uh, like the family orthopedic surgeon over at St. Mary's. Um, <laughs> he was playing tennis with him, yeah. you know? And uh, my dad could not straighten his leg out um, until he had his knees replaced. And he said, I will not have my knees replaced until I cannot, you, you know, until my knees are gone. And uh, lo and behold, both times that his knees blew out, he was playing tennis with Dr. McClendon. With, with the guy that replaced his <laughs> knees. That's great. Hey, at least he's playing tennis with the right people, I guess. You know? uh, right, right. You know, right over there at Rain Tree. So what did you, you know, what and, uh, sports did you play? Did you play basketball growing up? Did you like, what other what um, sports did you play? I, I, oh, I, I, I could, um, but you know, cause it, so it's kind of weird. Um, so the way that we do our jump shots is actually genetic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. The, the way that, that the ball. Yeah. So I actually have extremely large hands for, for a, a woman, you, you know, and, and these, you know, just kind of, I mean, I'm tall. I mean, you met me, you yep. know, I'm a little about five ten. Um, but, uh, I got these crazy long arms, you know, big shoulders, you know, I'm built like my dad and, um, but just the, the way, uh, and, and, and I guess also too, I mean, you know, I was holding a basketball ever since I, I was a young girl but it was like ingrained in me. You don't dribble, you know, above your waist, yep. you know, cause that's how you have control of the ball. Um, you know, I will, I'm, I'm able to, you know, take a basketball and, and roll it, you know, up my arm across my shoulders, down the <laughs> other arm, you know, I mean, but, uh, it's, it's like, uh, the way that we, we shoot, uh, and it's, you know, we, we kind of like shoot from the, the bottom of our palm and it, and it rolls and it kind of, and, and we flip our fingers and um, it actually rolls off our middle finger. And um, I, I don't know, it, it's, I've always been able to shoot like my daddy, <laughs> and, you know, um, but I was actually a junior Olympic swimmer. I was a long distance butterflyer. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure was. And I, and I do actually have a cousin who, uh, she's a lawyer here in town. Um, one of the only like female workman's compensation lawyers. So she's, she's a tough nugget. So she was a swimmer and her name's Courtney, you know, Courtney and Whitney, yep. um, an amazing, uh, I mean, she has done some amazing stuff with open water swimming, you know, um, uh, you know, it, it's. I mean, I come from a family of, of athletes. I was just gonna say, yeah, um, no, I was just gonna say, you come from a family of athletes, but also, like, just like doing some research, you had, you, I think you said you were in the Navy for, for right, correct? I was, uh, yeah. So um, I I joined at seventeen. Um, and you joined. Uh, you know, I was gonna I, get, did, uh, I was just gonna say you joined because, like, you had a, a, a bunch of uncles, correct, that were in in the military. Is that it, what? I, yeah. Uh, so on my, well, yeah, it's, so my mother's side, um, so my grandfather was actually Edwin Shelton of Shelton Coal Company. Okay. Um, and my, my grandmother was Rosemary St. Greika, um, model, you know, my mom, total hippie, you know, <laughs> but we say that she liked to drive. Um, so I'm like the, uh, the strange offspring of a, of a hippie and, <laughs> and a basketball <laughs> and a Catholic. player. And a Catholic uh, basketball player who was raised in a monastery. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a contradiction in itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, and, and they say, so uh, when I was born, um, 
and, and we're finding this out actually, you know, as, as I go through, which I'll touch on too, too, with my PTSD yeah. um, and my, my polytrauma therapy, um, that I actually have inherent trauma as well, because when I was born, I, I actually swallowed a whole bunch of uh, amniotic fluid and, and I died. They actually had to pump my, my lungs. Wow. So um, my body um, and, and my brain subconsciously uh, is constantly surviving. Um, that's why they, they say I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, I say the word unkillable. Right. <laughs> but, there, but there are things that I have been through that should have killed me. Right. Uh, you know, I survived a uh, brain aneurysm, a uh, single car rollover, and I was being crushed by a Dodge Durango. That was 2014. Um, and that, you know, came from actually the traumatic brain injury I, I received in the military um, during actually uh, when I was part of the Flying Rifles drill team, which is the Blue Angels and the Navy's uh, performance drill team. Yeah. I took a, a rifle to the head. Somebody overthrew, and I was a, an anchor. I was a last person in the uh, parade. I already caught both rifles. Uh, we used M1 um, Garands and Springfields, you know, bolt action rifles that weighed over 20 pounds. And we were wearing just our felt berets. Took one straight to the head, oh. and I didn't. Uh, and I didn't fall back. <laughs> I didn't uh, pass out. I actually lasted the rest of the parade and then I puked and passed out. Um, (laughs) So, um, uh, so yeah. And I actually had transient amnesia for about six months. Um, So, you know, and they they say that you can inherit uh, trauma actually from your parents. And they said, that's what would happen to me. Um, But my, but I'm also like uh, this amazing and contradictory person to be able to function the way that I can, I shouldn't be able to function. And here I am doing these things that I've done. I mean, 2007, I won the East Coast Championship in uh, women's black belt uh, sparring in Mutakwan that was held over at the Richard, uh, Richard Bland College. Um, my body now is a little bit too beat up to do some of these things. You know, I had um, uh, bone cancer in my uh, left ankle. And they had to remove the mass and uh, they had to rebuild my ATFL because the bone removal shredded my, my ATFL. Um, and just, uh, you know, three hand surgeries later, you know, fusions in my neck and stuff like that. I, I just can't do a lot of the things that I do, but I still manage to jog every day. I take supplements. Um, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, I actually don't take stimulants for the hyper awareness that's caused by my PTSD. So I don't take the Adderall at all that they were giving me. I only take two medications now. Um, so, you know, yeah. Like, you know, then you, you've, you're obviously creative, like, and I want to, we'll talk about, you have an exhibition coming up and even though, Mm This podcast will be up in the atmosphere forever. We'll at least announce the date and stuff because <laughs> yeah. um, it'll be out before then. But like how, mm-hmm. first of all, how did you get into creativity? Were you, like you said, your mom's a hippie. Like, were you creative growing up as well as being athletic uh, or did this, the creativity mm-hmm. come later? And then, and then I want to talk about like how you think that, cause you mentioned this to me, like how, and I, I hate the word therapy personally, but how like art, or being creative is like really helped you 
with like PTSD and these different things that have happened to you in your life, you know, like, well, I, I was always an odd, odd kid, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, always, uh, you know, the, the, like I can, uh, read a book and retain the book and the, the pages pop up in my mind, like a picture, you know, oh, so I was always really good at debate forensics. Um, you can drive me somewhere one time. I'll remember how to get there. Can't tell you the name of the roads. Um, <laughs> uh, names of people I'm very bad with. Uh, faces, uh, yeah, better, you know, but it, it takes me a couple times to, to remember your right. face. They'll be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> That, that's yeah. usually me, that's usually me for the first couple of weeks in a semester with students. So I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, um, you know, but also some of that too comes from the the injury. I actually do have uh, polytrauma, uh, you know, testing tomorrow too, because they they want to see exactly what's going on. You know, uh, if there's dam more damage than they realize, you know, to the brain itself. Um, if something has, you know, been regressing because the, um, I've been losing more, um, like words and stuff lately. Right. Um, but, uh, you, you know, the, uh, the artwork. So my stepfather is John Rousseau, um, uh, the watercolorist. Um, and, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, um, I, he, he basically kind of, you know, took me under his wing and I was a, around artwork for a good portion of my life, uh, you know, watching him blend watercolors, watching him do photography, you know, how he did his artwork, you know, and plus he's a retired architecture and watercolor professor from UVA. Right. Um, we had an art gallery on the downtown mall in Charlottesville. Oh, wow. Um, and, but traditional art was never really my my calling um i found myself fascinated actually with with tattoos tattoo work yep. very young i mean like like before i joined the military i was very fascinated with with body modification um and other forms of art you know, you know just i was just a different type of kid you know, I actually got my first three tattoos when I was 16 mm -hmm. professionally. You know, I, I never uh, went to a, a kitchen magician, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I kept getting tattooed while I was in service, you know. Um, very fascinated with, with the whole thing. Became friends with um, who would eventually become one of my um, mentors in California where I was stationed at. And when I got out... Um, I did my first of apprentices. Were you in San Diego? Uh, apprenticeships. Outside of San Diego? I was, I was in Coronado, okay. uh, you okay. know, the island, yeah, North yeah. Island. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I did my, my first apprenticeship in San Diego. Um, and then did more apprenticeships, you know, over as I met other people. Um, but my first one was for extreme body modification. Right. Um, so I was learning how to thread and tap body jewelry, you know, um, learning how to do some of the first implantations um, and learning how to remove them. Like, you know, stuff that was not being done. Right. Uh, you know, and so when I came back here to Virginia in 2007, I was doing things that nobody had, had seen before. <laughs> right. 
you know, and I was um, in 2009, 10, um, when I finally went out to Hampton Roads to take over general management of uh, urban exchange and urban art, I had four locations. So three body uh, piercing retail locations and one tattoo studio. I remember having, you know, insurance, health department, mall officials, investors um, at my location at Patrick Henry Mall. And I'm showing them that, you know, a microdermal was not a surgical procedure. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the person that proved this. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, um, so, and then of course, you know, I got into tattooing. And then from there, um, I started doing graphic design, um, mostly for bands, photography, and then it just kept merging. Um, I did designs for like GFY. Um, I did all the clothing designs for NYHC, New York's Hardest Clothing. Um, uh, Yeah, yeah, I was the, uh, actually, I'm looking at one of the the main design with the girl holding the semi-automatic gun. It's in a frame my wall that says, uh, break my heart. I'll break your face. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and, um, then, you know, the car accident happened. I got sick, uh, Hutch sold, you know, the business to the body bar and to, uh, the tattoo studio to Randy Templeton. Um, and I, you know, uh, left my ex-husband, you know, my now ex-husband who we're still best friends. And he's actually a professional skate, uh, skateboard photographer and venue photographer. Um, he actually just shot Mike Fava and, um, he just shot Gorilla Biscuits and, um, he's shooting, he's actually coming to Richmond, uh, Friday shooting a full glow and we're shooting the nickel bridge together. Um, that's going to be turned into a canvas because I do deconstructed photography mm-hmm. um, from the photographs that I do. So it's about 175 pictures all put back into one large picture on a canvas that I graffiti. Um, so we're doing that Saturday. Um, but I also do oddity artwork as well. So people will bring me, um, will contract me. Um, collectors, I have a lot of collectors, a lot of KISS, Kiss fans. Um, <laughs> but they'll bring me uh, <laughs> taxidermied mounts. Um, and I turned them into characters. Um, uh, my favorite one was the uh, wildebeest. I turned into Gene Simmons. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Yeah, it totally does. It it totally does. Um, I, you know, I've I uh, you know the actually the the people that are uh, holding the show they have one of my taxidermy pieces, and we call him a uh, dear Stanley. Yeah, you know, for, for <laughs> right, Paul, Paul Stanley. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so but dear it, like, Stanley. I'm just like this. I mean, it feels like you've really like creativity is like this, this space for you where you just, I mean, we always talk about this, this idea of the flow state where you just kind of disappear in the moment and you just like, it is therapeutic. It is like, it's healthy. It's, it's this thing that it is for you is probably like recovery. I mean, is that a good way to say it? It, oh, oh yeah, it, it is. And I actually still do compete. Um, two years ago, I actually represented Richmond in the Southeast Veteran Valor Games. And I took gold um, in kayaking what, for oh, Richmond. Wow, jeez. 
So you're yeah. still doing um, your yeah, and I'll send stuff. you and I'll send you a picture. Yeah, I'll, and I'll send you a picture too of uh, of that gold medal. Um, it's hanging on a giraffe right now. Um, <laughs> I, I I do collect a lot of oddities as well. Um, what do you, you know, think? That, what and, do you think that's about? Like, what's what was like? Just you said you're just a weird kid, like you said. Is that just interested in different, yeah, different well, things? Well, well, I I think part of it too was because I you know so for the longest time you know so my, my godfather was Carol Jarvis of the San Diego Chargers, you know my, my dad being who he was, you know I had to represent the family, you know I mean having a you know uh, my grandfather you know who was the owner of Shelton Coal Company in Norfolk Tug. And, and, you know, like, you know, I had to, I, you know, I kept everything very internalized, you know, I had to always go out and, and represent the family. And, you know, I was going to these business meetings, you know, with my father and, and speak for, you know, at these business meetings, you know, he always liked that to have the daughter, you know, and I could, you know, converse, you know, um, with all these, you know, adults at a very young age. Um, but it was like always this all uh, other part of me that was just like rebel, rebel, rebel. And I couldn't rebel, rebel, rebel. You know, I did get into punk rock, you know, very young, but I also, so I did have my outlet via music. Um, but it was also like, you know, he, he let me have that, but it's like, I couldn't fully immerse myself into that whole scene because it's like everything, you know, I mean, when you're swimming twice a day and, and you're in these, all the, all these advanced classes, you know, you have to, you know, it's, you know, I, I had seen things very young in my life um, that I knew I did not want to fall into. And that came from, from my mother. Um, and yeah, I didn't want to be like that. Yeah. You know, I knew from a very early age on, I did not want to have a part of that life. Right. Um, it was not positive. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't drink. Um, I haven't had a drink in almost two years yeah. at all, even socially. Um, I stay away from anything that could potentially, because, you know, addiction does run in my family. Right. Um, and being a veteran, when you do have something like PTSD oh, and yeah. you do have trauma and TBI, you can numb yourself Yep. Without even thinking, it. you know, that's why I refuse to take anything that has even the, like, I don't even take pain medication. I don't even take aspirin. Yep. Oh, that's, um, that shit's bad for you. Like it just, it just, unf- it just is like, you know, like, like you said, you're taking supplements, which I think is in, you know, like I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to sit here and say, but it's like, and I take an aspirin every once in a while. Like, but I, like, I try to stay away from all that stuff. Like it just, I think somebody was telling me like how bad Advil can be for you. Just like, it just destroys your liver. And it's just like, and you know, like they prescribe like oxycodone and all these different things that it just like, they just destroys Uh, your body. I I mean, like, like I had a, I had hand surgery, um, uh, you know, less than a year ago and and hand surgery is really rough. You know, Um, I actually, uh, you know, when I was in, in the military, that was one of the uh, injuries I occurred was I actually had the um, the ligament or the tendon that attaches uh, to your thumb severed oh. and they reattached it. Yeah. And, and, and they reattached it. Um, but I can't um, I can't actually bend my, my thumb. Right. I only have really the use of four of my fingers. Um, so, 
they have tried two other times to do a clean out and and work on those nerves. Um, but I did not take anything at all after that surgery, and that was that was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> the healing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, um, but like, I'm, I'm cool, you know, like I've, I mean, you know, imagine kayaking with only the, like, and you can't grip around that. And I still took gold, you know, it's you, you become adapted. What do you think? You know, it, it feels to me like you're like, you're very, um, what's a good word to say? Like you're strong minded. I mean, you think that comes from from family they, from dad like um it definitely does yeah. um but also they they also say too like when i was telling you about my birth yeah. and uh how they how i drowned and they had to put my lungs and everything um they also say it comes from that too hmm. it's it's like my, my my body my mind naturally will not allow me to just keel over right. and give up and also another part of it too is you know i could be miserable, I could allow all the crap that happened to me. You know, uh, I'm a survivor of, of MST. Yep. That happened to me at 17 years old. I wasn't even 18 uh, when I was military sexual trauma. You know, I was getting raped by four members um, of my unit because um, they did not like a female being in my position as a search and rescue swimmer. Right. They wanted to knock me down a few pegs. And I got them back, trust me, but I didn't open my mouth. I mean, I knocked one of them. Uh, yeah, one of them got up behind me in one of our birds, and I kicked him out, made him go down the steps. Wow. <laughs> and he landed on the flight deck, and I walked down, and I acted like I was concerned about him, like, oh, you had an accident. And I put my, my, my boots, you know, right on his crotch, yeah. and I said, I said, look, I said, you're never going to do this to me again. Yeah. And I was like, I said, your nickname, is, his last name was Hamilton. And I said, look, I said, you're now Hamburger. And I walked away. Um, so, you know, but that was the way it was back in the night. You know, you, you, you. Come train with us. Creative and athletic training in a box filled with art and sports products, tips and techniques, recipes and collectibles that promote mental and physical wellness. The Seasonal Artist Athlete Box is the next step to a healthier you. Stop by artistathletebox.com or theabstractathlete.com and subscribe today. The Abstract Athlete, where art and sports collide. Going back to the, the art side of this, I mean, it just feels like there is like all this trauma in your in your life whether it be oh yeah and and do you think yeah. like you know like this has been to me it sounds this, like it's been this, the greatest thing for you to have in your it, life. it has been yeah. it, it honestly it, it, it has been because you know if if you don't get out your aggression and your anger and your pain and your sadness it, it consumes you right and you know Going out, going to the gym, doing my workouts, doing my jogs, you know, things like that. Um, and doing my shooting, doing the things that I do, um, 
It lets me sleep at night. I, I, I haven't had a nightmare in God knows how long, you know? And like I said, I only take two medications, yep. uh, you know, one, one mostly for my migraines or to keep me from having migraines. And the other one is, is a sexer, you know, extended release, yep. to, you know, for my anxiety. Um, but we're mostly working on trigger immersion, you know, basically letting me relive some of these triggers and then redoing my, emotional and physical response to them um and just you know basically learning how to not pan- you know have panic attacks and not have social anxiety um but i should be very angry and i'm not i get angry well, don't get me yeah, wrong everybody gets angry i think that you're doing the right thing it is human nature to have to have to like, have to have some anger but, but it's like i think like you're you have I'm, like that you're like a perfect example of like what we talk about having a physical a daily kind of physical thing and a daily creative thing because it's yeah like, it's wasted time to like stay angry or wasted time to stay you know mm-hmm. just any, just, anything just constantly like, thinking about it. Yep. Right, right. I mean, like, you know, the, the best thing that somebody in my situation can do for themselves, honestly, is, you know, because we are ex-military, you know, is to create a schedule for yourself. Uh, you know, every morning I, you know, I get up at the same time. And, routine. you know, um, it, 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 you know, I get up at the same time. And, um, you know, and, and my, my friend that you met, we're actually getting married in October. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and, and I do actually have, you know, uh, two sons that I have shared custody with, with my ex-husband mm-hmm. and they're both autistic oh, wow. and they are both the, I mean, they're, they're high functioning. Um, you know, they, they do, you know, their, their therapy and their IEPs. My youngest who just turned nine has been dropping into bowls since he was six. Wow. You know, th- th- this kid, they're both phenomenal kids. They are amazing. You know, my oldest, uh, Levi, um, he's my, my, my little researcher, you know, he's, he's, he's my Bubba, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and then get Gideon, you know, we call him giddy up. Um, <laughs> he actually is, it is the epitome. Uh, I mean, like th- this kid is my dad incarnate. I, I mean, there he's the energy, right. the build, this this kid is like oh god there's there's another motor right here and we call him motor mouse um because so he he actually was nonverbal until maybe about uh not quite two years ago and now the kid won't shut up um <laughs> so so he's, and and it's so funny like uh my dad's my, my dad used to call me slowpoke um because you know like i always had so like the artwork and and all the ideas and and Everything was always swimming in my head, but man, when I hit the water, uh, <laughs> right, I was gone. Uh, you know, so I, yeah, I actually have Slowpoke uh, tattooed on my knuckles for my dad, <laughs> and I and I and I have his jersey number uh, twelve, right, um, which I I think Richmond retired. Um, don't quote me on that though, right. but I know that it wasn't worn uh, for a few seasons. Huh. Um, you know, but yeah, the number 12. Um, and I do have actually the picture, um, of him, um, that was on the cover of, um, I think it was Sports Illustrated actually. And they use that for the Southern conference too. 
that I'll send you as oh, well yeah. when we're, when we're done. Yeah. I have all this, all these pictures. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, you it's know, like, it, like it, you, it, you're, you're talking about those things about, about like, you know, saying about the military thing. I think it's it, why, why I think when my business partner and I were like coming up with this, this business idea and like what we were thinking about, like why we, we were both high level athletes growing up and, but why we brought the military in, it's like, it's very similar in terms of, of that idea of practice and that idea of, of, of a consistent schedule and, and oh yeah, the way you talk about, about kind of having that routine, it's like, I know that I'm super disciplined as an artist because I was an athlete. I mean, like, so I wake up every day. I'm probably like you. I, I work out in the morning and then I'll do stuff in my studio. You know, I'll record a podcast or whatever. Like, I'm very, like, habited in terms of, like, what I do, like, in, in terms of my discipline, in terms of, you know, like, if I don't physically, like, I just went through COVID recently and I had some weird things oh. going on, unfortunately, you know, and it's like it, um, and, and I, and I couldn't work out like for a couple of days, like to the extent that I normally do. And it just, it kind of just drives me nuts. Off. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and like, and a lot of people look <laughs> at me like, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I probably am. But like, I, I'm also healthy mentally and physically because of these disciplines that I have. And, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm happy as shit. Uh, I just don't let, I try not to let these things bother me anymore. First of all, I think that's an age thing too. Like, um, but just oh, like yeah. being able to, to work out physically and mentally every day is just like, for me, it's just, it's, it's, it's the thing that helps me survive, you know? And I wish, I wish people did that every day. Well, you, you know, like my, my situation could be a lot worse. Right. You, you know, I could have broken, like I have, um, I have three levels uh, where they had to remove discs in my neck from my, from my injuries. And I have cadaver bone and I have titanium plates and screws. Jeez. Um, I could have lost the ability to use my legs, right? my arms. I didn't, you know, um, I could have had a full ankle replacement when they removed that bone mass. Right. I didn't, you know, um, I, there, you know, like when, when that, uh, rifle hit my head, um, there was a bayonet on it. Oof. That bayonet could have gone into my head. Yeah. It didn't, yeah. you know, um, and shit, you know, I was one of three female spinners right. that were sought after, you know, like, cause back then you didn't request to join. They went after you. Right. Um, you know, and you know, we were the blue angels, you know, performance, you know, rifle team, we represented the Navy. You know, and I was, uh, and from that, I, I'll, you know, I was one of four females that uh, performed um, at a wage reunion. <laughs> you know, um, I was 17 years old and I was becoming a search and rescue swimmer. Uh, you know, who can say that? Right. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, that's I what I think is like, you, like you've had a traumatic life, but you've all, but like you've also lived a really incredible life, like in terms yeah, of the things I mean, that you've done, you know? And I think yeah, the way I mean, that you look at it is very optimistic, which I think is again, like that's healthy. It's like, can't, I'm not going to sit here and dwell on these, these things that like are the bad things in my life. I'm going to keep going for the good stuff, like promoting the good shit and, 
Yeah, I mean, and and that's what that's what Alex and I were talking about actually yesterday. The um, my friend who runs uh, Capital, um, who's putting on the art show. You know, there's so much bad stuff going on in Richmond right now. And and it seems the like world, after the all the world. riots, I mean, the, and the, the world, the world, yeah. the, the world. Well, we'll just put it out there the world. But there's so much negativity, like especially like I mean, in, you know, in Richmond and the scene, and and yeah. it's it's very much like the cool kids club right now. And and like um, you know, in crap, uh, shoot, two nights ago, uh, Frankie and I, you know, um, helmet helmet sweatshirt guy, <laughs> right. um, we were on a on a date night. And, um, you know, we, we really don't go out much because we just don't want to deal with it. You, you know, kind of deal like, like our, our, our dates, uh, include going to the grocery store right. <laughs> where we met you. Right. <laughs> you know, that's a date day. You know, you know, he, he, he goes and, and he'll sit with me while I'm getting, you know, my nails done. <laughs> it's yeah. a date day, you know, and it's fun for us because we get to joke around and play around, you know, and. But um, we really just don't like to go out even to like shows anymore. Well, we went to the Guar Bar and um, it was kind of like a love hate thing for me because I, I, I knew Dave and, yeah. um, and I saw like the Carnival of Chaos stuff and it, it just, you know, it was like a, a lot of feels for me. And um, we were sitting at one of the windows and somebody actually came by and broke the window where we were sitting at. Jeez. Like smashed it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it for me. (laughs) All right. And and we were actually having a wonderful conversation with the people next to us. Uh, The dude was, uh, you know, from England. And we were talking about, like, you know, English punk and and hardcore versus American. Like, it was a totally awesome, intelligent conversation. You know, like old school stuff. Like, hey, you know, like TSOL is coming to play in Richmond. Well, oh, wow. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's going to be interesting. You know, um, and uh, so what we're doing with this show is we're, it's not just going to be me raising money for a nonprofit because I'm not taking any money right. from my show. I'm not taking any funds. All funds are, are going to uh, punks for presents. Um, you know, uh, Chad, who owns Wonderland, is actually the guy who runs that. It's a wonderful non, non, nonprofit. You know, they usually do all, like, all these shows where local bands change their names uh, at Christmas time. And they play covers and all of the names are actually like Christmas based, you know, it's, it's hilarious and it's awesome. And, um, you know, they actually go and they directly deliver stuff to these families. You know, it's wonderful. Like they've been on the news for this. Um, I mean, so, uh, we're doing a Christmas in July theme and, um, you know, there's like pony kegs ordered and, uh, we have like uh, the managers uh, from the village are on board, and you know, so like the so I'm doing like local legendary spots, you know, for my canvases. Um, but it's also going to be very much a community positive thing, you know. Um, from what I understand, we're going to have some live music, we're going to have live painting. <laughs> um, nice. yeah, yeah, for real, we're actually going to have uh, live painters. Um, as long as the weather is good on the on the twenty second. Uh, weather pending is going to move to the 29th. Okay. Um, you know, we're going to have a couple of vendors out there. We're going to have a couple of uh, local glass artists that are just there to explain what they do. Um, my ex, the photographer, Dan, um, is going to be there shooting. And he's actually donating two of his pieces as well. Oh, cool. And we're going to do a live raffle. Yeah. 
So, um, it, you know, it's just there. How, how did it come about? Did this just a conversation yeah. with, with, um, your friend and, Hey, I want to do a show and really put some money back into the community or this, this organization. Well, he's, he does a uh, nonprofit. He, he actually does like uh, stuff. Um, he, well, he started doing a uh, first Friday thing Okay. and he's been wanting me to, to be involved for quite a while. I mean, I've, Alex's family, you know, right. and his, and all of his uh, employees are family to me, you know, I mean, Christmas, we, we get each other stuff. It, it, it's a lot of fun, you know? And, um, the, uh, I, it's just, you know, with, with all the like stuff back and forth and the shutdowns and da, 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 you know, it's, it's been hard to finally like hone down stuff. Well, finally, this is it. This yep. is how we're doing it. This is what we're doing, oh, you know? Cool. And we finally worked out a date and, and everything. And plus I had to wait for my hand to heal as yeah, well. Yeah. That was another thing too. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do, I said, I'll do one, you know, taxidermy sculpture piece. Mm -hmm. Um, but the rest, I'm going to go back to canvas, Cool, you know? Um, and, uh, so you like local legendary Richmond spots and, um, you know, we got some local businesses already on board with flyers and posting social media because I don't do social media. (laughs) Um, well, it, it, it became, I got so many followers. It became a job. Right. Oh, I know. And it's, yeah. So like when you get to like, you know, you got like 5,000 people, it's just like, okay, I can't do this. Like, yeah. you, like you guys are like too much. It's just like a rabbit hole, you know? And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was, I was getting known for like my memes, you know, and like businesses and stuff like that were following me. Like it was just getting to that point. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I just can't done do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the purged. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think too, that's like another thing, like, um, once both Frankie and I got off social media, it just became a, a much happier situation too. Yeah. Like, I, I think a lot of people depend so much that like, it, like it's an addiction, it's another addiction, yeah. you know, like, you know, you got to follow this or you got to look at this or you got to be on this. And, you know, when we're on our phones and, and, and all that shit too much, Excuse my language. I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's completely <laughs> fine. I, I cuss all the time on here. So, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, then it, it's, it's like, we're, when you're looking down, you're not looking up, Yep. you, you know, and you're so focused on what's going on in a world that you're not truly involved in. It's not real. So you're like, it's, I, get, it's going, it's getting, yeah. it's getting weirder because like AI is going to, AI is here and that's, it's going to get more and more. And so people are going to become more and more disconnected. And it's, I mean, it's happening. It's, I just, you know, like, I don't, you know, like there's nothing to like really say about it. It's just, it's happening. I just don't know where, where it's going to go. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it just is yeah, what I mean, it is. Like it's, a, it's to me, it's like a circus ride now or a fair, whatever, a, uh, a ride. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to do my thing and like watch what's going on. And, and it just, you know, I mean, I'm not going to rail uh-uh. against it. Like, again, like for me personally, like there's, there's just no reason to bitch about things that are, I don't necessarily believe in because it's just like, well, some people do. And it's like, it's just an opinion. Everything's an opinion. So it doesn't matter. You, 
Uh, I, I, I mean, and, and, and you know what they say about opinions, you know, opinions are like, assholes assholes, and everybody everyone has, has one. one and they stink. I know my, well, I, you know, one of the, one of the, like the, the, like ending questions I always like kind of ask people is like, and it's not like, it's where, where do you want to be in 10 years, but where do you want to be in 10 years? Like, you know, like what, like what alive. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's wanna, a great I answer. Gray haired. Yeah. I'm going to be gray haired and have AARP. That's where I want to be in 10 years. Uh, <laughs> That's the no, first time I've had that answer. I want you to know that. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I will be gray. I mean, I, I am gray haired um, and, and redheaded. Um, and, uh, you know, well, I mean, I am, um, you know, service connected disabled, yep. um, you know, with, with the VA. So, you know, I, I am a disabled veteran. Yep. And, um, you know, honestly, I just, what I enjoy most, um, is that I'm able to do what I, what I want to do. I'm not doing what other people want me to do. Yep. And, that's, you know, but it's also living. like, like learning, it, well, it's, it's learning to find that balance, yep. you know, like, um, yeah, you know, I, I was, you know, a cog in the machine, you know, we, we all have to be a cog in the machine. Right. No, you know, I mean, we can still, you know, ha- have our own uh, rebellion against authority in our own way, which I do through my artwork, you know, um, but the thing is I do it my, in my own way. And, you know, we, there's, there's a a right way and a wrong way to rebel and you have to find that balance, you know, um, I'm not saying do anything illegal kids. You're not doing anything (laughs) illegal. Do it through your artwork. That's how, that's a healthy way to do it. You know, I mean, I mean, that's, that, that's honestly like what, what I'm saying, you know, your artwork is, is an an outlet for, for many, many things, you know, I mean, just like being an outlet for many, many things. You know, like, like when when we talked, when we talked, like I'm, I'm more into like the, the grunge sound, you know, like the sound gardens and and Pearl jams and stuff when you're more into the punk stuff, but like even the, like the Pearl Jams and the Sound Gardens, their, their stuff is rebellious. Like it's just, it's just a different kind oh, yeah. of rebellion. You know, like, and it's like so much of art is, yeah. is, is that. And, and, and like, it's, it doesn't have to be heavy handed. It can be subtle. It can be, you know, it's like my artwork is based on landscapes. Like, because I go out West all the time and photograph and then I come back and paint them. But I'm also thinking about the environment and I just don't talk about it, but it's like, like if we don't believe climate change is happening, it's happening. And it's like, are we going to do something about it? Like, you know, so there's like, there's a subtle rebellion on like that is underneath of my paintings because I'm out West and I see like these things happening and it's just like, crap, my, no, 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 I, no, I, I get that crap. My, um, my stepsister, uh, Kit, Kit Russo actually worked for NASA and she worked in the climate. Um, wow. you know, the, the, the climate change, uh, she was a mathematician and when Trump was in office, but well, what, what was one of the programs he cut with yeah. NASA? Yeah. Of yeah. Course. Well, guess who lost her job? Yeah, of, course. of course. Of course she lost her job, but guess what she does now? Um, she, her bonsai pots have been featured with the Smithsonian in DC. Oh, cool. Um, everybody. And she also has a, a farm outside of DC too, where she helps to foster, horses and all kinds of different animals as well. Um, everybody has anger. Yep. She has anger at losing her damn job right before she was ready to retire. Right. You know, she lost everything, yeah. but she found her outlet 
through her artwork in, in a way she got her rebellion, you know, she got her, she, she, she got her, her anger process through a healthy outlet. Yep. Um, and, you know, and she's still processing it because I mean, she lost basically what would have been the rest of her life's livelihood. Right. Um, you know, so, and, and, you know, I, I have anger at a lot of things. I mean, not just the things that happen in my life, but, you know, I have anger at the way that that's, you know, being treated, you know, there are vets that are still fighting for their benefits that, you know, we're in Vietnam and Korea. Yeah. And then you have these new vets that are, you know, like 20 years old being honorably discharged and getting a hundred percent just because they went out on a boat one time and had claustrophobia. Right. Um, I mean, that's not fair. No. You know, well, and I think it's, I, um, I just talked to, a, I'm going to have another, uh, a vet on and he's air force. Um, and I'm going to have him on and like, it might be the episode after yours. And he said something when we were just having like an introductory conversation and he's, you know, it's, it's like that idea of support the vets. And, and I've always kind of, I've had that, you know, it's like putting a bumper sticker on your car saying, I support the vets doesn't support the vets. It just doesn't. And so like when people do that stuff, it like, it irritates me because it's like, do something like why, you know, to me, it's like, why is there a vet sitting on the, standing on the corner bumming for change? That should never happen. No, I mean, like, um, you know, I go, so like, you know, during like, while I'm out, you know, every week, um, I'll, you know, I, I go past the, uh, there's this uh, really, really bad, like old folks, like home. I mean, li- literally like people that go there, it's like the family, it, it's, it's a terrible place, but they all know me, you know, and, and, uh, there's this one guy who's a little slow, sweetest dude ever. He always sees me out. He comes running up to me and gives me hugs, you know, but, um, there's this old lady who actually served and she's, I mean, wears like two coats or threadbare, but she always goes to the village and I always go there every week. And I always make sure that she has an extra meal, you know, paid for, um, you know, it's, um, I'm, you know, part of the, uh, the bridge to sports program, you know, so there's always donations. It's, it's taking care of your own. I mean, cause they are your brothers. They are your sisters. Yep. and no vet should not have a place to live. And, you know, whenever someone says, Oh, thank you for your service. And I'm just like, do you really mean that? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, I, I kind of like, you know, bite, I think most my, people, I think most my, people my, my lip and say, thank you. But, but, yeah. yeah. But it, it's just kind of like, it's like, it's you know, like, kind of uh, like a, like, like, like a grin and bear it. Thank you. You, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying, but I'm just like, it's like thoughts and thank prayers, you. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. I, I just hate that. Yeah. I, I hate oh, thought, thought, thoughts and prayers, yeah. you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, well, you tell too. me, tell me like the date again of your show. And then always the last question. And we've talked a little bit about music, but the one thing I'll ask you so the date of your show is July 20, 22nd. 22nd at Capitol. Mm-hmm. And this is in Richmond, Virginia. So if you're in Richmond, Virginia, yeah, go there. On, on, on Broad Street. On and Broad um, Street. they're actually going to be painting the uh, the windows oh, cool. on Broad Street. They have like three, three big windows. Uh, they're right past uh, Broad and Lombardi. So they're not okay. even a block. Uh, 
Yeah, so yep. they're they're on the uh, right side, uh, right past Lombardi and uh, Broad. Okay, and then maybe, maybe about halfway down. You you probably have some friends that are musicians because you've worked in music world. If anybody yes. wants to donate a song for the episode, um, please send it to me. If not, I'll probably use one of my old band's stuff which is a little harder but not punk <laughs> but um or i'll write something <laughs> punky because i can't use you know other people's but like if you have any musician friends that would want to donate a song um that would be cool and i'll obviously give them um props on here so okay yeah but, yeah i can i can reach out um i'm you know going out to uh and i'll send you my you know, I'll, uh, I'll send you a, a text with my um with my email on it here once we get off, but no, I just, like, again, like, I think it was just serendipitous that we met and to be able to kind of have these, um, things in line. Cause I think what you're doing really kind of does speak to what we're talking about, like having a creative and physical practices, you know, pretty much every day, just like for our health and mental health, you know, it just, and so like, it's just, it, I just glad that we, had that randomness of meeting in a, in a grocery store, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's, um, <laughs> uh, you know, we, um, uh, I, I mean, it was, it was a good idea that I, uh, I got those, those uh, helmet hoodies worn for. They weren't easy to find. Just again, it's just like that, that the coolness of having your, your family's like, you know, the, the athletic backgrounds and just the creative backgrounds and military back. It just, I think it's a cool story. And I'm, and I'm glad, you know, like, again, like, I'm just glad that we, we, um, ran into each other. So, um, yeah. And I actually, um, and I even have a picture of, um, my grandfather's civilian inventor group too, that I'll, I'll send oh, you yeah, as no, well. That, stuff, that um, would be awesome to just throw up on social media to like promote the episode. I just think it's again, like a very diverse, interesting family that you have, like, you know, like send, send, send your cousin, you said cousin kit, like NASA, like send that to like, I mean, like, I just think it's, you know, like it, it's just, it's cool and interesting. Like what, where you came from in terms of your family and an extended family. So, but yeah, thank you. I mean, like this, um, I, like this was just like, this was a blast and it was, <laughs> it was cool to like, you know, like to hear your story and, and all that stuff. So. No, yeah. I mean, the, definitely. And, and this was a, a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't typically like to, yeah, you know, I was worried about, do I have to come in or, you know, <laughs> you know like, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, this guy made this super easy. I don't I'm have a, to go I'm in. Chill. I have to sit I, here in my jammies. <laughs> I try. Yeah, no, I, I, I try to just make this super, super conversational and to promote your story because like, it's not like that's what I think what we're trying. Like we're a platform, um, but we're not we're not trying to be the focus, you know, like we're trying to, like, elevate what other people are doing um, through what we're doing, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, and I think like, you know, uh, people need to hear this kind of stuff and, and I, and I think it also helps them too, because then they're going to, you know, sit there and, and hopefully think, oh shit, you know, like yep. if this person can do this, well then I can do it. You know, yep. I mean, yep. uh, you know, well crap. I mean, if, if they got through this and this is similar to what I'm getting through, well then, you know, I, I can get through what I'm going through. And, um, you know, not everybody's situation is the same. 
You know, not everybody thinks the same and not everybody realizes that there are resources out there, you know, whether you're a vet, whether you're a kid, you know, I mean, there's always somebody out there that you can talk to, Yep. you know, and there are resources out there. It's just, you have to realize what's your fit, Yep. what you can do, because what I do for me isn't going to work for the next person. Absolutely not. But there is, but it's, but there are always similarities. You know, in in any form of treatment. Yep. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just mm-hmm. sent you a text message with the email. Send me pictures, awesome. and this will be out in a couple weeks. And I'll send you um, like the promo material um, ahead of time. And like I said, if you if you have a band, a friend band that wants to donate a song, um, I'll promote that. Okay. As well. So cool. Have an awesome. epic right, rest cool. of the day because right. it's pretty nice out. So. All right. You too. All right. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. So many important things in that conversation. I mean, Whitney is is really a survivor, to say the least. She's done so many things in her life and has such an interesting family, really. Uh, She is such an optimist, and I really think she has such a grateful sense about her. Again, make sure to follow Whitney on Instagram at Whitney Elizabeth Motes. And if you happen to live in Richmond, Virginia, she'll be having an exhibition at Capitol on July 22nd. All proceeds go to the charity Punks for Presents, um, which is a kickoff event for Christmas in July. Make sure again to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Veterans Podcast, and the Abstract Doctors Podcast. And remember, we just launched our seasonal subscription boxes. So stop by artistathletebox.com or our website, theabstractathlete.com, and start your journey today. Also, make sure to go to beginagaintoys.com or our website to see our Percy King Collaborative Stack Puzzle Art Kits. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.